Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are now listening to Rob and Rat's World of Wonder podcast. So sit back, relax, and prepare your ears as they take you on a journey of all things weird and wonderful. Hello and welcome to the Rob Rat Podcast. I'm Rob. And I am Rats. And we are here to podcast and to entertain you for a little while. Yeah, two lads, West of Ireland, talking a bit of uh, talking a bit of rubbish and maybe giving you a bit of information that is actual factual on the way. It's weird on a Wednesday because we come to you every Wednesday with a new story. Today's story, Robert, what just to let about? you know. We're talking about the Chernobyl incident. Jesus, there's nothing funny about that. Nothing funny about it, but it's interesting. Yeah, it and is. we like to interest people. We do. Oh, yeah. We invest in your interest. So, yes. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. So we're going to talk about Chernobyl, but uh, generally, what we do also is we kind of have a little bit of a, a news round where we talk. Hold on. Stephen has a bag of crisps. Squad. <laughs> I was He's dying a bag, to There's nothing one. more annoying than the sound of someone eating. Yeah. Unless you know that people like that sound. If you go on, chew into the microphone. Someone there. might be into it. A foodie or something. Yeah. <laughs> mm, what are you? Snackajacks. Yeah. Salt and vinegar. I'm starving. I'm sorry. That's all right. You just eat up there. Anyway, yeah. So what we normally do is we have a little bit of a news segment beforehand where we kind of give you a bit of a news. A bit of news. Yeah. So uh, we go to that now. Rob and Rat's Weird and Wonderful News. Hello, welcome to the news. It's the news. Yeah, so uh, this first news story, right? Uh, sometimes we bring you stories about uh, Florida. Oh, uh, I've been on Florida Have this you? week too. Oh, very yeah. good. Two Florida stories coming, right? So uh, Florida man wakes up on Christmas Eve to find intruders sucking his toes. Have you got the... Is it the same no, one? No, I have that for... Uh, I had that one, but go on. Okay, very good. So a man in Florida was in for a nightmarish ordeal after waking up on Christmas Eve to find a home intruder sucking on his toes. The unnamed victim had been asleep in his bedroom in Brandeton, Manatee County, in the early hours of December 24, Christmas Eve, when an intruder broke in for the express purpose of sucking his toes. When the homeowner awoke, his foot had been placed in the intruder's mouth. After asking the stranger exactly what he was doing on his property, the intruder stated he was there to suck toes. That's rank. But like, would you just, you know, it seems very calm. You know, he wakes up on Christmas Eve and there's a guy sucking his toes at the end of the bed and he goes, sorry, why are you in my house? Uh, goes, I'd be like, yeah, you get him like, what the, you know. Yeah, and you, I'm here to suck toes. And he goes, oh, okay. So reportedly, anyway, a fight ensued between the pair during which the intruder attempted to fondle the victim's genitals before proceeding to... As you do. Yeah, well, you know, before proceeding to threaten the victim by claiming to have a gun. According to the police report, the homeowner, who had been alone in the residence at the time, did not see any alleged gun and no weapon was uncovered at the scene. Fortunately, the victim was able to force the suspect out of his home. Deputies have stated that once they were both outside, the homeowner hit the suspect in the face for approximately 30 seconds before running back inside to call 911. After being removed from the property, the aggressor proceeded to smash one of the windows of the home and repeatedly stamped on the victim's car windshield before making his escape. This left over a grand worth of damages, a thousand dollars worth of damages to the residents and car. Jesus, like, uh, deputies have attempted to track down the alleged toe sucker with the assistance of a police dog. How, how would they do that? Just, like, smell the toes? Uh, no, you see, when your man punched him in the face, he'd blood in his fist. So oh, they could really? smell his blood and trace his Are you blood. serious? I think so. Jesus, yeah. Um, that is, yeah, that's disgusting. Oh, yeah, de- swabs have been taken for the homeowner's licked toes in a bid to trace the suspect. Licked? Oh, God. <laughs> That is rank, though. Why? Like, he obviously has a foot fetish and he wants yeah, to go in a bit of toe sucking. The report has described the suspect as a bald man between the ages of 20 and 25. He's a young fella, between 20 and 25. And he's bald. Who stands at 5 foot 11 and weighs in approximately 160 pounds. If apprehended, the toe sucker will reportedly face charges for felony mischief. Mischief. Gosh. Mischief. That makes it sound like it's not that serious. A bit of mischief. A bit of mischief, yeah. Yeah, Jesus. Sucking toes. Are you into toes? I... 
I don't mind. I I not. I don't have a foot fetish or anything. But I, you you're not afraid, you're not afraid of them. Like not no. afraid of them. No, yeah. I know I'm afraid of many things. Toes is not. <laughs> toes that is that one of them. Yeah. No, not afraid of toes. No, maybe it is. My story, Robert, this week is cry for help. Go on. I just stopped there. Okay, so. Uh, in early January in Florida, yet again, Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office said that deputies responded to a 9-11 call from a Lake Worth Beach resident who heard a distressed woman calling for help from a neighbour's house. So footage recorded by the homeowner's security camera shows deputies arriving to find the man working on his wife's car in the driveway. And deputies can hear the cries. Let me out, let me out. Uh, the, homeowner, uh, the homeowner then introduced the deputies to the origin of the cries. His pet parrot, who was sitting on the porch outside. <laughs> so basically, a neighbour heard, let me out, let me out. Yeah. It sounded like a woman, and they called the police. Abducted, yeah. so, um, so the guy said, I was changing the brakes in my wife's car, and I had my 40-year-old parrot Rambo sitting on his perch outside. Rambo, it's a good name. Yeah, the homeowner wrote. Sometime later, the police officer showed up at the house uh, from a neighbour who called the cops saying they thought they heard a woman crying for help. I promptly introduced the officers to Rambo, Rambo and we had a good laugh. The man said he then introduced the neighbour who made the 9-11 call to Rambo and she also had a good laugh. Yeah. Uh, the man said that he... Sounds ta- like they're having a good laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, the man said that he taught Rambo to shout, let me out, when he was younger and he was living in the... the Rambo was living in the family in a bir- small birdcage in the family's house. So we thought it'd be funny to teach him to say, let me out, let me out. And he obviously has said it for 40 years. And then yeah. later on, it'll get him in a bit of a bother. But it was a funny... They all ended up by having ah, a good laugh. It was funny. It was funny. There's actually a video of the cops going up to the residence and then discovering. Speaking, I, might, I might share that. Speaking of birds, right? And this goes back to something that you mentioned on a previous podcast. Do you remember you were on about the uh, pigeons in Las Vegas no, wearing I cowboy hats? Yeah, yeah. Right? So now there's been another pigeon uh, spotted in, in Reno, Nevada. And he's spotted wearing a sombrero. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. There's a video of, of a news channel sharing it, and it's just a pigeon there in a sombrero. And then they, they alert more about the uh, previous one with the cowboy hats, right? There was a cowboy, there was a pigeon wearing a cowboy hat, and he got the nickname Cluck Norris. No, no. Billy the Pidge. <laughs> like Billy the Kid, yeah. Billy the Pidge. But apparently, anyway, they had to rescue Billy the Pidge and take the glued cowboy head off his head, yeah. and he's unfortunately died. Oh. So that's a bit of a somber note. Oh, at the end. Not good, but no. the guy with the sombrero is still alive, so Mexico! But <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant! I just say, look, it's not funny to glue a hat to a bird's head. Is not nice, no, and it's not funny. It's not, especially well, it is uh, funny. I'm sorry. It, okay, there but is a funny side nice. to it, but then there's the animal abuse yeah, side, to it, and which isn't, funny. Which isn't yeah. funny at all, at all. No. But I just can picture the hat, and it's. Funny. I saw. No, I don't actually have anything about it. I just saw on the telly the last day. Um, their American Airlines are cracking down on people bringing, um, you know, like you get comfort animals. People are allowed to bring, you know, they, like some people have a dog if they got anxiety and oh, they're allowed right. to bring them on a plane. Okay. But now people have started to have other types of comfort animals like uh, miniature horses and peacocks. Ah, oh, Jesus. And all you that. Bring them on yeah, they've been bringing them on flight. So, but what they're tri- figuring out now is they're just actually, because you can bring them on for free. So now they're just. It's tri- a loophole. They're just around. transferring their animals from like area to area for free on a plane, you know. So people are bringing little horses on and everything, saying that they're like, and they get a doctor's note to say, that that's their comfort animal oh my god mad, that it? is daft yeah and uh, that's kind of that's all the news I've got I enjoyed that news this week that was the news Rob and Rat's weird and wonderful news 
And that was the news. That was the news this week, guys. So this week, as I said, we are talking about the Chernobyl accident of 1986. So was it was 86, yeah. 1986. It was pretty crazy, Chernobyl, what happened. Like, and I suppose to talk about Chernobyl and what happened, we need to talk a little bit about nuclear power plants where yeah. Homer Simpson works in The Simpsons. Oh, yes. So, okay, how does nuclear power plant work? In most power plants, you need to spin a turbine to generate electricity. Coal, natural gas, oil, and nuclear energy use their f- fuel to turn water into steam and use the steam to turn the turbine. Nuclear plants, oh, okay. nuclear plants are different. They do not burn anything to create steam. Instead, they split uranium atoms in yeah. a process called fission. As a result, unlike other energy sources, nuclear power plants do not release carbon or pollutants like nitrogen and sulfur oxygen into the air. So in a way, they're a cleaner way to yeah. produce energy. Nuclear reactors are designed to sustain an ongoing chain reaction of fission. They are filled with specifically designed solid uranium fuel and surrounded by water, which facilitates the process. When the reactor starts, uranium atoms will split, releasing neutrons and heat. Those neutrons will hit other uranium atoms, causing them to split and continue the process, generating more neutrons and more heat, thus creating the energy. So basically, when you split the atom, there's an energy created in that, and that goes off and hits another one and splits that atom, and then that continues to create energy. Is that what that is? Yeah, Something basically. Like now, I was, myself and uh, yourself, Stephen, are clearly not uh, nuclear scientists, and we don't claim to be. So we're not. We're no, just, we're just, just, just we're reading a bit of research. That, reading something that bit we of research learned. Yeah, that we yeah. learned. Yeah. Okay, so look. So no. anybody out there who's thinking about setting up a nuclear power plant, don't base it on the information that you've learned here. Yeah, don't go trying what we <laughs> So, right, the disaster at Chernobyl. The April 1986 disaster at Chernobyl nuclear power plant in Ukraine was the product of flawed Soviet reactor design as well with serious mistakes made by plant operators. So, exactly what happened? Right, so on April 25th, 1986, routine maintenance was scheduled at the nuclear power station's fourth reactor and workers planned to use that downtime to test whether the reactor could still be cooled if the plant lost power. But during that test, however, workers violated safety protocols and power surged inside the plant. Despite attempts to shut down the reactor entirely, another power surge caused a chain reaction of explosions inside. Finally, the nuclear core itself was exposed, spewing radioactive material into the atmosphere. Frightening. Jesus, yeah. Firefighters attempted to put out a series of blazes at the plant and eventually helicopters dumped sand and other materials in an attempt to squelch the fires and contain the contamination. So, like, it was, it was horrific, basically, what happened. Yeah. I've read it there in a couple of sentences, but this was, like, a severe So, basically, incident. so what happened was they decided they were going to do a routine test to see but what... Seen as they were go- yeah, seen as the maintenance was scheduled, they were going to do uh, a test a on test. that reactor. They wanted to see what would happen if the nuclear power uh, lost power would they still be able to keep it cool, wasn't it? Yeah, it was and like a routine, yeah, I think, And test. then the things went wrong, and then there was a big power surge, so an extra amount of power went through, which caused a load of explosions, which blew the lid it off the core. basically blew the reactor. Yeah, and opened the core, which exposed all the radiation and all the yeah. nuclear crack. Yes. And despite the death of two people in the explosions, the hospitalization of workers and firefighter, firefighters, and the danger from fallout and fire... No one in the surrounding areas, including the nearby city of Papayat, which was built in the 1970s to house workers at the plant, 
nobody was evacuated until 36 hours after the disaster began. So they kept it hush-hush. They, they kept it hush-hush, which is mental. Cause because it was, uh, it was Ukraine, right? So they yeah. were still in the Soviet Union at the time. Well, basically, basically, publicizing a nuclear accident was considered a significant political risk. Didn't they find out about it? Uh, maybe I'm wrong. There was like the wind blew it to like some yeah. Nordic country. Yeah, yeah, was yeah, it yeah. Sweden or? Uh, the meltdown had already spread radiation as far as Sweden, where yeah. officials at another nuclear power plant began asking themselves, "What's happening in the USSR?" After first denying the accident, the Soviets finally made a brief announcement on April 28th. Yes, there was an accident. Yeah, it's the mad. End. But like, okay, soon the world realized that it was witnessing a historic event and up to 30% of Chernobyl's 190 metric tons of uranium was now in the atmosphere. Uh, and the Soviet Union eventually evacuated 335,000 people establishing a 19-mile-wide mi- exclusion zone around the reactor. Jesus. Crazy. Yeah. Like, 19 miles around. And, like... Because uh, I know... But the fallout from that, like, all them people to be moved. Yeah. Basically... But not even all the people to be moved, but all the people that were exposed to radiation. Oh, yeah. Like, I only... I know that you've seen it as well, the show. The, uh, Very the, good. Yeah, and I actually only watched, uh, like, I think the first three episodes. I didn't keep going and keep watching it, to be honest. So I don't... Uh, I haven't seen more of it. So my knowledge of Chernobyl is mainly about, um, uh, like, what happened kind of at the start. And I know when they were flying the helicopter over yeah. trying to drop stuff down. Did you enjoy the series? I did. I didn't, I didn't watch it all. I haven't finished it. Have you finished it? I oh yeah I finished it I was very good I thought yeah. it was very, I think the the first episode with the incident and the explosion was really well made yeah because I it, it allowed me to kind of learn a bit more about Chernobyl I didn't really know that much about it I remember being young and then like children from Chernobyl used to come to Ireland yeah like, for a couple of they weeks still do that for a couple now. of weeks in the summer just to get away from wherever they were you know yeah come well here. they say that that's very good for them even just to come into a clean environment yeah. and, but that, they, that still happens yeah, now like but do they still live close like, they must like like i read somewhere that it's not gonna be safe to live there for another two thousand years or no something like. it's twenty thousand twenty thousand so, some scientists estimate i have that here that uh it won't be habitable for humans for up to twenty thousand years because of the exposure jesus like so at least 28 people initially died as a result of the accident more than 100 people were injured. The United, the, the United Nations Scientific Committee on the Effects of Atomic Radiation has reported that more than 6,000 children and adolescents developed thyroid cancer after being exposed to radiation from the incident. Yeah. Although some experts have challenged that claim, but there's definitely a lot of people have it's, been affected by it. Yeah. And I know, um, oh, it's more somber sadness, but I know at the time there's a load of women who were pregnant oh, and they were forced by doctors to have abortions in case their kids were born with like radiation poisoning yeah. and stuff like that. It's just, well, it's just awful what, bad. What yeah. happened there but they managed bad. it really badly then as well. At the end, like when it happened, they tried to cover it up for 36 hours, as you say, and pretend yeah, that which it didn't is happen. awful. They yeah. should have just been like, okay, this has happened, this, yeah. we need to deal with yeah. it. Like, like, oh, it's fr- but it's mad. Like, it's am I just this, it's frightening that we did that. Do you know what I mean? Human error, human yeah, error. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you didn't know, no, no, but yeah. Like, <laughs> and what, what about animals in the area? Have any of yeah. them grown like five legs? And I think a lot of that, I know that some of the fish actually in the pond near Chernobyl were like extremely large, oh, very right. large, yeah. but. I'll get it actually to a bit about the animals in a while. Go on, yep. So international researchers have predicted that ultimately around 4,000 people exposed to high level of radiation could succumb to radiation-related cancer, while about 5,000 people exposed to lower levels of radiation may suffer the same fate. Yet the sol- full consequences of the accident, including impacts on mel- mental health and even subsequent generations, 
remain highly debatable under certain studies. Like, but the the the, the amount of stuff that had happened when they were going in to try and clear the mess and clear it all up. Yeah. Didn't they originally they were using machines, robots? Yeah, and yeah. The robots were failing because yeah, of radiation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they had to send in men to yeah. go in and dig all that. I know in the show crazy. they have it, fellas going in there yeah. wearing little protective outfits, not wearing much on them and just digging up. Like, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. They must have all died, did they? Or got sick anyway. Radiation but, poisoning. Well, I, I don't think it was that I- I- immediate, like that, oh, a week later they were feeling awful. But it, no, but it over did time. Have, oh, yeah. But some people did, like, who were very close to that thing when it happened. They oh, got, yeah, they like got, their like, skin nearly melting off. Yeah. Like. I remember in the, in the in the program, there's a guy, like, they'd be just chatting away, and next thing, they just yeah, puke all yeah, over the place. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, Jesus, he's got it. Yeah. You uh, know? Uh, oh, the program's definitely well worth watching. Yeah, if you haven't checked people. it, it's on, I think it's Sky, but you get it on anywhere if, you're, if, yeah. you're, if you know where to get these things. So I, I suppose Chernobyl today, if you were yeah. going to go there today. Can you go? Yeah. Yeah, I think they do kind of tours and stuff. Uh, Chernobyl Unit 4 was enclosed in a large concrete shelter which was erected quickly by October 1986 it was erected erected, a big concrete thing but even the guys have to go in and build that like oh yeah to allow continuing operation of the other reactors at the plant however the structure is neither strong nor durable the international shelter implementation plan in the 1990s involved raising money for remedial work Carried out in 1998 1999, about 200, me- 200 tons of highly radioactive material still remains deep within it and poses an environmental hazard until it is better contained. The new safe confinement NSC structure was completed in 2017, more than 30 years on. Scientists estimate that, as we said earlier, the exclusion zone won't be habitable for 20,000 years. And that's 19 kilometres like circumference all around from the site, is it? It's What's the circumference? Or 19 mile wide. 19 miles, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, so a, that's a lot. And there were people who would have lived there, they would have moved away. And I presume even if you're, if you're 20 miles on the outside, you're probably still not going to go, yeah, I think you'd probably move as well, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, long-term impacts. The impact of the disaster on the surrounding forests and wildlife also remains an area of active research. The immediate aftermath of the accident, an area of about four square miles, became known as the Red Forest because so many of the trees turned reddish-brown and died after absorbing high levels of radiation. Today, the exclusion zone is eerily quiet, yet full of life. Um, though many trees have regrown due to the ex- uh, due to the exclusion of human activity around the the plant, yeah. the numbers of some wildlife like lynx and elk have increased in 2015. Scientists estimate that where that there were seven times more wolves in the exclusion zone than in nearby comparable areas. What so there's a lot animals, animals to, have kind of moved in, like well, because of human absence, there's okay, more wolves yeah. and things. They almost say that, like how long? Yeah. How long ago did that happen? 1986, so like 30, uh, 30 something years, 33 years ago. So like they always say that, like how long will it take before like if humans didn't exist before, like nature just start like trees start growing over grass, yeah. grow everything start growing in again, animals that move in, it'll get back to the wild fairly quick. I'd say it's mad. We watched a show about uh, there were scientists in the exclusion zone yeah. doing a few tests recently enough. I was on telly there, and um, and they all wearing these big radiation suits. They were they had the protective masks and that on, but yeah. it showed the trees around the Chernobyl area that leaves had fallen. Yeah, twenty years ago, and they still look the same today. Why the preserved? Because they're preserved because of the radiation. Yeah. Also, it showed spiders. You know, like uh, spiders in the area. Like Spider Man. You know, spiders. Yeah, Spider Man. You know, spiders. There's loads of Spider Man all over the place. But, you know, in, in the forest, you know the way a spider's web, if you ever look at it, it's yeah. lovely and looks it's lovely, it's yeah. a really it's nice design. Like, but a load yeah. of the webs 
in the forest were like kind of broken and bitty. It's like the, it affected the spider's web production. Okay, like, so yeah. it wasn't as good quality of web. And then as well, it showed like they were studying the wolves. So certain wolves at night that were hunting and, uh, you know, on a night vision camera, the wolves would be there eating prey and then they'd just be growling at nothing and kind of unusual behavior. Yeah. Probably their minds have been affected, yeah. you know, even though they look healthy and well. You know, they're... Did you ever see that video years ago? Uh, I was on YouTube and it was supposed to be like, what would happen if you gave spiders drugs? No. There's like a video and they're looking at their webs and they're going, they gave one spider cocaine and they're like, he's he's flat out making these webs like... Really? Making mental webs and then and then there was another one where they gave like the spider LSD and it like made this crazy looking web and then they go, we gave the third spider marijuana. He didn't bother building a web. He just went and slept in the LSD guy's web. Like, it's all a lie. It's a joke, but it's really funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I was believe uh, You can check it out. It's funny. It's a really old YouTube video, but it's quite good. Um, Back to the series. <laughs> anyway, of Chernobyl. Oh, we needed that, though. We <laughs> yeah, needed yeah, yeah. that. The Chernobyl disaster had other fallout. The economic and political toll was basically the end of the USSR. And it, fu- it also fueled an anti- Nuclear movement. Yeah, well, I, we, like I'd be. I, I was always afraid of nuclear power growing up. Yeah, um, because you didn't understand it. Though, yeah, well. but I mean, like from Chernobyl, I think that did really scare oh, the shit out of people. Oh, it did spark it for people. But like, I, I think the likes of Bill Gates and his recent Netflix thing said as well that like it's kind of a pity because there was a there's a lot of good in nuclear energy. There, like, yeah. as in, it's not pouring up all these horrible chemicals up into our atmosphere all yeah. the time. It's cleaner energy. Uh, it, it can be. But when it goes wrong, it goes yeah, wrong. But, like yeah, Japan. It, yeah, I know. But it, it, if it was done right in such a way that there was proper protective measures, yeah. then, you know. Yeah, if but there I was, suppose you can't. Uh, risk it or whatever. But, but you can, no, risk it or whatever. But I mean, you can't always. Like, you know, say like uh, even in Japan where they had the tsunami and all that and then it all got like exposed and the radiation. I think there's areas in Japan now sees no go for like 20,000 years. Yeah. Have you, you know in the Dark Tourist? That's what he, he goes there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fukushima. Yeah. There you go, yep. The disaster has been estimated to cost somewhat of 235 billion in damages. What is now Belarus, which saw 23% of its territory contaminated by the accident, lost about a fifth of its agricultural land. At the height of the disaster response effort in 1991, Belarus spent 22% of its total budget dealing with Chernobyl. Like, it's, it costed them so much fucking money. How much did it cost? Jeez, that's a fair bit, yeah. yeah. It's like, but it's, it's like officially, it's like they got nuked. You know yeah. what I mean? It's oh, like, oh, it's, yeah. like it's like the fallout from a nuclear yeah. disaster. But like I mean, like a new, it's like. But speaking of Japan, they've had a bad old time with nuclear stuff, really. Haven't oh, they? Yeah, they got nuked twice by the Americans, and then their nuclear power plant busted up. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, fairly. Uh, I don't know. So today, Chernobyl beckons <laughs> to tourists. Uh, you can go there, you know, for Europe if you're interested in history yeah. and a bit of danger. Yeah. Would you go? I don't think I there's other places I haven't been that I'd like to go. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't go to Chernobyl. What's the weather like? <laughs> I don't know. You know, yeah, I know what you mean. I I, it's you not mean. doesn't appeal to me. But even like, in fairness, now no, if there's anyone in the Ukraine listening, I'm not saying anything bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, uh, the Ukraine isn't on my top places to go. Anyway, I don't know. I have, but I don't know too much about it. Yeah, I know. We, I, know. I think we even through the media have always been kind of given a like a a bad example of like uh, even Russia and all that sort of stuff up there yeah, through have, films yeah. like oh, you know course, James yeah. Bond the they're bad, the bad guy was always Russian oh, they are always. or Eastern European like they're always like uh, <laughs> they, they were oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. the movies have now switched a little bit now that the bad guys are Arabs yeah but it's all the Mary- they're all trying to brainwash it because they used to have the problem with the Cold War and exactly the, the yeah, yeah. Least. anyway sorry back to Chernobyl no no you're grand <laughs> uh, Chernobyl symbolises the potential devastation of nuclear power Russia never quite moved beyond its legacy or its technology but as of 2019, there are still 11 operational RBMK reactors in Russia. Okay. So, 
Right, I suppose we. But I suppose you, you learn your lesson a bit as well, yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Learn from your mistakes. Yeah, well, that's it. Like you don't know unless you feck up a bit. I suppose you said there as well about in a well, we were at Fukushima. Yeah. After Chernobyl, there was Fukushima disaster. What happened there was following a major earthquake, a 15 meter tsunami disabled the power supply and cooling, the cooling of three Fukushima reactors, causing a nuclear accident on 11th of March 2011. All three cores largely melted in the first three days. Even though, bo- the, yeah. even though both of the accidents released radiation, their impacts were far-reaching and long-lasting. But how do the circumstances of Chernobyl and Fukushima compare with each other? Like, right. So what's the difference yeah. between them? Only one reactor exploded at Chernobyl, where three of them were at okay. Fukushima. Three times as bad? Yeah, yeah. But yet, the accident at Chernobyl was far more dangerous as the damage to the reactor core unspoiled very rapidly and violently and um, basically that the core reactor went in Chernobyl okay, so and that, released that it all. That didn't happen in Japan, did it not? Well, it's, I, don't, I don't know what the difference is, but yeah. for some... I don't, maybe the fact that it was a feckin' wave or something, it, had some, it didn't spoil up into the atmosphere okay. in terms yeah. of a fire. But that seems to be the issue. So they keep it cool with water and then if yeah. they lose the power, then they can't keep yeah. it cool and it overheats. Yeah, I don't fully understand it to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't either. Like, but, it's, but that's what I'm getting from it. If it overheats, you yeah. need to keep it cool. It's like a car. You got a radiator in the car, and you got the water going through it to keep it cool. And if you, the radiator bursts and the water's pisses out of it, the engine overheats and the car goes. And yeah, it's basically the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> there you go. Basically, that's it. In a nutshell, <laughs> that's your science lesson for the Rob Rap podcast. In both accidents, radioactive iodine one three one posed the most immediate threat, but with a half life of eight days, meaning half of the radioactive material within that time, its effect soon dispatched on both in both meltdowns the long term hazards arose primarily from uh, it's all, this is all shite <laughs> it's got a lot of different speaking, chemicals yeah, and shite yeah. but speaking of iodine pills you, I remember <laughs> yeah, but I remember we all got sent them yeah 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 in Ireland I don't know if anyone was listening or else got them but like there was some sort of there was worries of a nuclear war or something going on so they sent iodine pills around to every house in Ireland right yeah. so whatever you got a load of them and then I know in my house they were just put up in the medicine press with all the other like paracetamol and whatever else but like in the event of a new, like and then I don't know where they went you know they could have got thrown out in the fucking like you know if it comes on the news warning nuclear disaster you'd be going where are those feckin tablets you'd be looking up at the back of the press trying to see you know moving uh, vitamin C tablets and panadol and everything <laughs> trying to find these iodine tablets oh yeah and then if there wasn't enough would you have to just take half one and give half one to someone else or do you know I don't know. I don't know what they, how they work, but they just help you from. They do help you for some reason. Do they? Yeah. If you were there right in the center of the explosion and you'd have no iodine tablet, you'd be sound. Yeah, well, people used to worry about microwaves uh, when they first came out. With them, uh, they thought that they were radiation. Bo- radiation from then. Yeah, <laughs> like a mini. Uh, but you know the truth is with a microwave. You know when you uh, a bit of sidetracking now, but in a microwave, you know on the microwave door, yeah, there's the black stuff with all the tiny little circles. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So if your microwave, if the black little circles in your microwave are destroyed or wrecked, yeah. the stuff is coming out, the little microwaves, because it's actually microwaves, so they're tiny waves, but the waves can't fit through those little black circles. Oh, so I So they get deflected that. back and they stay inside in the microwave. Okay. So that's what stops it from going so out. So if you had a microwave with a clear glass Yeah, but if door. it's been damaged, if you had an old one where it got burnt and a bit of that stuff is gone, the, the waves are coming out. And what's actually happening is the waves heat up the molecules, the water molecules in your in your food and make it warm. So check your microwaves. But if you're standing in front of a microwave and there's a hole in it, it could be heating up your organs. So Jeez. just be careful. Oh, Jesus. There you go. All right. But that's how microwaves work. Okay, so Fukushima <laughs> happened. <laughs> 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 Fukushima happened in 2011, right? Yeah. 
So radiation from the contaminated water that escaped... This Fuku- is Japan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Radiation that contaminated the water escaped Fukushima, reached North America's western coast in 2014. <laughs> but experts said that the, cam- the contamination was too low to pose threat to, like, human health. And in 2018, researchers reported that wine produced in California after Fukushima accident had eleva- elevated levels of radioactive uh, cesium-137, but the Californian Department of Public Health declared that the wines were not dangerous to consume, even though they did have a bit of radio. Yeah, radioactive yeah. So just get it into you. Yeah, get it into you. Get the, it down. I've got an awful bad hangover. Were you drinking any of that radioactive wine? I, I drank a lot of it there last night. Yeah. You know? Basically, what to learn here, Robert, is that in the end, both disasters provided important lessons in the world of <laughs> nuclear energy. Well, you were saying the important lessons. Yeah, but the poor people who died for us to learn lessons, you know. Oh, yeah, but they, at, at least they died for a cause. Yeah. <laughs> no one, no one should underestimate the challenges needed to ensure nuclear power is safe enough for it to play a major role in the world's energy future. Yeah, the key for regulators and operators is always to prepare for the unexpected. There you go. It just, it's, it just seems a bit dangerous. Chernobyl done. Yeah, it just, <laughs> it just seems a bit dangerous. Like there are other ways. Like I so, I don't understand how solar power and stuff like that isn't used more. Like there's a massive ball of energy up in the sky there. Maybe there's not enough. Like the turning of them. I don't know. Maybe wind doesn't do it. No, solar. The sun, the heat. Oh, right. <laughs> I thought you meant just. And there's that. enough wind as well. The wind <laughs> there's loads of wind. Yeah, for them as well. Like, do you know? Yeah. Like, uh, there should be more of that crack. And, like, uh, they uh, reckon that one of the problems is. <coughs> whoo, big one there. Excuse me. One of the problems is that they don't want us to jump over to, like, renewable fuels like solar and, and tur- wind turbines is because oil. And there's so much money to be made in it, so they don't want you to switch over to them yet because of the fact that there's money to be made. Exactly. Because yeah. if everybody was getting their, if everyone was getting their energy from the sun and the wind, how would all those big oil tycoons and all those millionaires make all their millions? Do you know, that is correct. The same thing with um, like electric cars and stuff. They're all on about bringing electric cars into the country. Like Ireland is supposed to have electric cars, all electric. They're not going to sell it. 20, yeah, yeah. 20, the government twenty thirty. Yeah. So in ten years' time in Ireland, you're not going to be able to buy a brand new. Uh, diesel or petrol car it has to be electric yeah, people still though have them though. you can have them you can buy older ones from other people but they're not going to be bringing them in anymore and they're going to be given like higher tax and stuff on them and stuff like that but the problem with it is is you're talking about electricity now if you've got an electric car you're going to plug in your car here right to yeah. power it up the power that goes into the power of the car comes from an electricity plant and I you're, think, you're draining the plant's energy more but not even that I think the majority of the plants in Ireland are coal filled plants yeah. so they're actually so you're, the exhaust pipe for your electric car is down there's a, one in Cork and there's one in Dublin and stuff like that. so they've got power plants there that they're filling with coal it's constantly filling them out and that's what's making electricity so basically even though it's not coming out of your car the, the exhaust pipe fumes, is coming out down it's there it's coming out of the plant yeah so, in a, so until they switch over the plants until they switch over the plants to solar or to turbine or to like uh, hydro energy with the water it's all as you said turning turbines they just need to turn them yeah so those of you who don't know, Robert is running for local election, <laughs> and uh, just basically he's gonna he's the Green Party. I'm going to be getting re- renewable energy by 2021. <laughs> just give, give, <laughs> him a, give him a vote there, Rob, yeah. Robert Toomey. Well, Green I, think Party. The, I think the younger generation, everything, are very concerned with the planet. The planet is a fucking thing. And fuck the planet. <laughs> well, do you know what I mean? Like, I think God's who doesn't matter, but like it is. <laughs> we sure. humans are clearly making it a lot worse. It's not like we're not improving the planet. Speak for yourself. Well, we are wrecking it. You You're eating I mean? loads of meat. We have. Yeah, I love meat. Yeah, but you look. Uh, that's like people are always giving. About meat, I would, that's not the biggest problem, right? Chernobyl is. Chernobyl is, yeah. There's other problems anyway. Look, I just we're not getting into it now at the moment, but there's a lot of um, vote for two me, please. Vote for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, can I just say to our listeners, sorry about that. I, I love you coming every week listening to the Rob Rap podcast, 
But sometimes Robert annoys me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, only, I'm only joking. Fuck you, hey. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Have you got any more? Is that it on uh, Chernobyl? It's kind of it on Chernobyl. I had a bit there at the end, but there was a lot of chemicals I couldn't pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, because when you get science in, it's difficult to kind of. It is hard to pronounce words, and then I don't want our listeners to think any less of me than they do. Yeah, well, look. <laughs> Uh, I think yeah. So basically, there was a the, 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 my bit, not my favorite bit, my <laughs> favorite bit about Chernobyl. But I think the most interesting bit about the thing is that they covered it up and they tried not to. They tried. They to, covered uh, it up with a concrete. No, uh, no. Know, they they, they, they said to themselves, "Look, we'll say it's like you know, say something happens, you go, fuck it, don't tell anyone. We will sort this out.' And you go, there's a there's a nuclear disaster going on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty. It's I give you an example, right? Don't now, tell. Years ago, uh, when I was younger, I was is this a, about Australia? No. no. It was in, in my family home. There's a garden shed out the back. Okay. Right. And I was young and I was just, I was into like lighting candles and stuff at the time. You did the shed on fire? Yeah. But anyway, so I was in the shed, right? Lighting candles and just, I was, you know, in there fecking around Messing and doing whatever. And then my dad came out to the back door of the house. And he goes, Robert, dinner's ready. And I said, all right. So I went to go into the house and there was a football in the back garden. And I turned around and I kicked the ball. There's a, a wooden timber shed. I kicked the ball at the shed. And obviously, when I kicked the ball out the shed, it knocked the candle over in the shed, right? I didn't realize. I had a good, because I have a good old foot on me, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I hit it anyway. And then I went down. I was sitting at the dinner table and I eat my dinner. <laughs> eat my dinner. No idea what's going on. I eat my dinner. And uh, I, then I went up. I like, drank my drink of uh, Ribena or whatever. I went up to get a, like, which is a, uh, my wadi thing, whatever. It's yeah. a cordial drink. drink. A cordial drink. drink. Uh, so I went up to the tap anyway and filled up with my water. I looked out through the back window and the shed is on fire, yeah. right? And I was like, Shit, I'm I, gonna did, be I, I did that, yeah. So this is like Dad always says to me, a bit like a psychopath. I went back down anyway, sat down at the dinner table again. I waited right? for them to know. No, this. sat down at the dinner table again, need thinking about it. But I didn't initially go, oh, shit, the shed's on fire. I went, made my drink, sat back down at the table, and then I was sitting there having a conversation, and then I thought, I have to say something. Dad, yeah, the shed's on fire. And he goes, what? The shed's on How fire. How old were you? Uh, probably eight, Jesus. seven or eight. So then he had to run out the back of the house, right? Get the hose. The oil tank is beside the shed, right? Out oh, the back Jesus. of the house. So the, my dad is there with a the hose and he's like, you know, trying to put it out. Burnt the bike, my sister's bike, burnt a big hole in the uh, the floor of the shed. Don't manage to get the fire out because it only started, like, it wasn't too bad. But it was a timber shed. It was up in flames. It would have been out quicker if he had said it straight yeah, it, away. it would have been, yeah. But I remember looking out the window and just seeing flames thinking, shite, the shed's on fire. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're kind of debating it in your head. Will I but, tell them I'll be in trouble? So basically, that's what I'm saying has happened in uh, Chernobyl. Chernobyl. So they were going, shit, yeah. the shed's on fire. What are we going to do? And he goes, we'll say nothing, see if we can sort of turn things for plan. And then obviously, said, there's nothing they can do. But what here. was your plan? Get a drink of water. Were you going to go out with No, I, I was probably thought. just panicking. Like yeah. they would have been Internal in Chernobyl. Like they would have been yeah. in Chernobyl, just panicking, going, what are we going to do? The shed's on fire. All right, feck it. And then you have to tell someone. But like, had it gotten much, you know, the neighbors never found out because we were able to contain it. So basically, Robert is very, um, he's similar to the operators at the Chernobyl power plant. Yeah. There are similarities there. Are similarities, there are similarities there. Yeah. There are similarities there, yeah. <laughs> Vote for Robert, Green Vote Party, Green uh, Green just Party, on yeah. Facebook, you get it. Burning there. sheds all over Ireland. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, that's kind of us for today, is it? It is us for today. I've really enjoyed it. And um, even yeah. though it was kind of a heavy subject, it's and, a bit I, heavy. and it's I couldn't pronounce some of my chemicals <laughs> there at the end. Just thanks for joining us. Look, yeah. we, we love having you every week. And yeah, big shout out. And some of you have been uh, sharing us on your social media, putting us on your stories. And Which it's we great appreciate. because when you do that, it helps other people find us. So it's great. And uh, so you can get in contact with us on Rob Rat Podcast on all social media Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or and Gmail. Can, and then Rob Rat Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, thanks very much, guys. We'll be back next Wednesday with some more fantastic podcasts. See you next week. Bye bye. You have been listening to the Rob Rat Podcast. Be sure to check out our social media for updates on the next episode. 
And if you liked what you heard, then let us know by hitting the subscribe button, sending us a message, and telling a friend, because that's how the podcast grows. Thanks for listening.